Hello, it's Lee Durrant here with another episode of Rodcast, where we dive into people's Salesforce careers to, to find you little nuggets of inspiration that might help you in, in your Salesforce career. Um, I'm really pleased to say that joining me today is Dave Massey, who is, uh, I've lost count, but multiple certified Salesforce consultant and author uh, of DaveJMassey.com, which is a website designed to help you to learn Salesforce. Um, Hi, hi, Dave. Have I introduced you right there, mate? Is it author? We're going to go with that. Yeah, we'll go with author. And thanks for having me, Lee. It's a pleasure to speak to you. No, you too. And I, we haven't spoken before, which, which frankly for me is a bit rare on this podcast. because I've, <laughs> I've played it safe and I, I, normally, I normally just speak to people that I know. But um, I couldn't help, like probably a lot of people in the Salesforce ecosystem, couldn't help noticing what you're up to and thought, you know, from a selfish point of view, it'd be great to get you on our podcast and and, you know, talk about well, your, I suppose, relatively short journey so far yeah. in Salesforce and, and, and the, the, the very quick rise to being a bit of a bit of an influencer and, and obviously uh, what you're what you're doing. So um, yeah. if you don't mind, perhaps giving us a very quick overview of who you are, then we can sort of talk about, I guess, what's happened to you in the last few years. If that's all right. Yeah, that, that's perfect. So, I mean, where I am now is uh, I'm an eight times certified Salesforce consultant uh, working for a company called Third Eye Consulting based out of, uh, of London. Well, yeah. literally two years ago, um, or two years and a week ago, I was actually a travel agent. So it was only on the 30th of March um, that I actually discovered Salesforce 2020. So 30th of March 2020 was the first time I saw it. So prior to that, I'd worked in sales and service for a good 10, 15 years, sold everything you could think of from cars to windows to vacuum cleaners to TVs, <laughs> broadband, the work, sold all of it. And I'd found myself working in the travel industry. Um, and I've been really successful in it. I've been in it again for about seven years at that point. Yeah. I was doing really well. Um, Working with a sales team and used to help train people. And, you know, when I say travel agent, it's, technically it's like a tour operator. So it was, everything was custom built. You know, everything's tailor-made flights, hotels, transfers, trips, seven or eight week holidays. So something quite bespoke. So again, was doing really, really well. And then COVID hit. And as COVID hit, um, as most people know, in the travel industry, it is essentially minimum wage. And then you earn all your money through commission. That's just sure. the nature of the beast in sales, as you know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we I walked into the office after COVID had kind of hit and was just faced with the fact that I'd lost like 50% of my commission overnight. And all the other commission was going into a holding pot. So couldn't really be touched because it needed to be there to obviously keep everything going. Yeah. And yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a shock <laughs> to walk into that. And I'm, I'm married. I've got two kids. I've got a house. I've oh, wow. got a mortgage. I've got a big dog that eats more than me. So it was one of them where I kind of had to look around and think, right, what am I going to do? So it was at that so, point. I'm getting, that, uh, sorry, we, we, redundant was, is, we mentioned that word, but you were made redundant, were you? Or what, what happened? No, 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 I wasn't made redundant. Oh, um, right. I literally, I just had to work full time through it, working from home, because again, with, particularly with the travel industries, it wasn't a case of, oh, right, well, you know, COVID shut down, lockdown, nobody do anything because we still had to manage all the flights, the hotels. And again, this is a, a bit people often didn't realise is, you know, we was working behind the scenes for minimum wage, working 10, 12 hour days because we're having to form through time zones to try and sort things out. And, right, yeah. and it, was in, it was in Rochdale, the company I used to work for. So from Preston, it's a good hour, hour and a half drive there back plus like a nice 9, 10, 11 hour shift, depending on how busy you were to yeah. keep the wheels turning and all that for essentially a minimum wage, which wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't right. ideal. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, 
Yeah, so I kind of thought, right, I'm going to have to change here, set myself a couple of things. It was like, well, one, it's got to be something that's going to be future-proof. So technology kind of lends itself to that. Yeah. I, I got sick of driving to and from Manchester every single day. It was just a, it was a pain, especially, you know, on that M61 when you're getting towards that ring road. It's just game over, isn't it? You know, I'm the getting traffic. I'm getting tonight now. I've moved up north. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes. So you're looking so, to that you could work remotely then as well? Was that Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Something remotely. And it had to be something that interested me. So um, first I started looking into cybersecurity because I thought, well, if you're talking about future proof careers, then cybersecurity doesn't get much more future proof, does it? And yeah. so I started looking into it and spent a bit of time, watched a few videos. And I just sat there and I thought, can't do that that'll bore me there's no way i could do that all day um and then a friend of mine's actually a, a salesforce recruiter in america and he said you know what Dave? he said with your background and your knowledge and your experience he said i know you don't have anything to do with it he said but have a look at salesforce i'll have a look like, but you know everything i thought was well one i have i don't have a degree let alone an it degree i've yeah. never worked in technology at all so i've never worked on like an it help desk or anything like that like my experience of IT was essentially selling laptops. That was about as close as I got. All right. yeah, um, yeah, okay. and, and it was like, all right, I'll have a look at it. And I, I still remember to this day, it was like one of the last few days of, of March and I fired up YouTube and I just whacked in Salesforce. And I remember watching this video with someone basically putting together reports inside like five minutes and then just hit yeah. refresh and pulled all this, this data through. And I was like, do you know how long it takes me to do that at the, at the end of the month? I was like, it's like witchcraft. I was like, it's crazy, this. Um, so I looked at it. I was like, all oh, right, well, let's have a, a bit more of a look. So then I started diving into it, found Trailhead, jumped into Trailhead, and just kind of got the book for it, really. So kept studying. So, again, I, I was still working full-time, but I was studying at night, studying in the evenings, um, studying like early mornings as well before I left the house and then at the weekend. So it was a, a bit That's of a slog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then seven weeks later, I, I sat and passed my my admin exam on my first attempt, and four wow. weeks after that, I, I got my app builder, um, and then a couple of I think it was about a month after that, I managed to secure a, a role for a company called Art of Cloud in Leeds, and they gave me a shot. Then, so just to rewind a bit there, how I mean, forgive me my ignorance, but does, does it cost a bit of money to get those certifications or to sort of sit the exams? So were you were you sort of yeah so yeah yeah so i paid out for them so they were 200 dollars each an exam which was why i needed to make sure i passed them the first time because they, <laughs> i was digging into whatever yeah. money i had and um, yeah but i mean the, the the stuff that i used to to learn was essentially use trailhead so that was obviously my number one go-to in terms yeah. of mock mock exams i'm sure everyone's heard this before but focus on force was you know was a dream that really helped and i did try a couple of udemy courses but i just didn't find anything that kind of matched how I learned. So I didn't really get too much use out of that. So it was mainly trailhead and uh, focus on force, really. Brilliant. Okay. So that's, that, that's a really good in for some people because I think a lot of people, and maybe yourself included, before you spoke to your mate in America, um, just assume that Salesforce is, is, is IT and that's not me. Um, yeah. and, and like, like you said, you know, don't have a degree. I don't have a degree. And I, you know, I would never have thought to, you know, to, to get into, um, software and obviously i, I don't <laughs> but but yeah um it's interesting because i think in in other parts of it it definitely is a bit of a blocker isn't it the whole degree yeah. thing um coming yeah. up coming through the ranks with that but I mean, your experience as you say with with your sales background and and your experience with well a bit of everything really isn't it? it's large corporates it's, it's small startups it's you know there's yeah. a lot of 
difference kind of been there and, and done it <laughs> absolutely so so in many ways even though you probably didn't feel it at the time i suppose the, the whole covid thing you might argue has done you a bit, bit of a favor and and uh, and sort of set you on this new path that you would never have dreamed yeah. of yeah it's it's a really weird thing to say because you know covid was horrible and there's no taking away from that and yeah. you know the amount of money it cost me because i lost all my commission was phenomenal and you know it was battling with kids teaching from home as more, more people have probably experienced than they ever yeah. want to um so it was tough but out of that it was it was quite um i don't know what the correct word is for but it was quite it was like a, a sense of freedom to me because I've been stuck doing what I was doing and working in sales for so long. And, you know, once you get used to earning that commission and earning that money, then it becomes a bit of a crux and it's hard to walk away from. Oh, yeah. And then literally overnight it was like, right, well, there you are, Dave. There's nothing holding you back now. Now what are you going to do? It shows what you're made of. And it was like, right, here we go. <laughs> so so I'm thinking, so when you, you went to Art of Cloud, gave you a, a shot, yeah. um, and what, what can you maybe describe what you did to get, you know, probably not not literally but but yeah. metaphorically in front of them because i appreciate i can imagine that you you'd be saying you know you, you're trying to explain to them that the, you know like, yes i look like a travel agent on paper but i i'm doing all of these things because i think that'd be interesting for people listening that, yeah. that are in a similar situation obviously not we're, we're kind of coming out of covid now if you like but yeah. there would certainly be people that are thinking they want to switch careers and, and on paper they don't look like what they're trying to become so do you get what I mean? So if you can yeah, give us yeah, a, yeah, an idea how you did that, that'd be great. Yeah, it was, uh, to be honest with you, it was just sheer brute force. <laughs> that was essentially what it came well, down to. Well, you're aren't you, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it was one of them where um, I knew where I was lacking. I mean, I knew where my strengths were. My strengths were, you know, if I could speak to someone, if I could just speak to someone and just get 10 minutes at the time, yeah. I could probably, you know, at least impress enough upon them to give me a shot, you know, to have a full interview. So... I must have sent no word of a lie over a hundred LinkedIn messages, easy over a hundred LinkedIn messages in what about a month, a month and a half. I was just trying to go to anyone, you know, who would kind of take a shot at me. Yeah. Any company I found that was using Salesforce, I heard was using Salesforce. You know, I was getting in touch with them to try and get a role with them. Um, I did try to speak to a few recruiters, but again, I think at the time the market was quite quiet because um, everything that I kicked off and, well, One, yeah, if you're, if you're yeah. talking, you know, when you started doing this was probably, if it was March, April, May, yeah, April, probably, likely. Yeah. it seems like a long time ago now, doesn't it? But <laughs> for the first time in the history of the Salesforce ecosystem, I think it went very quiet for about four or five months. So you probably couldn't yeah. have picked the worst time. But then it then it exploded, didn't it? So hopefully that, that gave you a chance. But sorry, I interrupted you. you were, yeah, you no, saying, no, it's fine. Yeah. And, and that was it. I mean, like a lot of the, the problems I ran into, which is I'm, I'm sure what other people ran into, was you know, every time I got to speak to someone or I tried to speak to a recruiter, because there were a few recruiters that I tried to speak to, the um, the the more main ones, we should say, the the, the larger corporation ones. And yeah. it was really difficult because it was like, oh, right, yeah, so you know, you'd be good for a junior role, but you need two years' experience. I was like, well, how do I get two years' experience for an entry-level role? Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, you know, we'll get yourself some certs. So I went and got myself the certs. I was like, look, here we are. I know what I'm doing, or at least I, I can talk about it to an extent. Oh, yeah, but you haven't got the experience, so we can't put you in front of anyone. And it was like, it was catch-22. So yeah. that was where I had to kind of rely on transferable skills. And and this is like a, a big thing. One of the, the things I always emphasize with people is, you know, transferable skills are real. You know, when people say, look at what you can, what you've done, and how you can move that across 
it's so true because again within the ecosystem the salesforce ecosystem there is such a wide range of roles so for me i kind of fell into working as a consultant because because i have that background of being able to just speak to people and because i've had so many years of asking questions and asking particularly awkward questions to get the right information i can help pull and gather those requirements that perhaps some people would feel uncomfortable doing same mm -hmm. as you know i've had to deal with irate customers and you know, if COVID taught me anything is, is how to deal with, you know, people who are shouting at you to try and get the money back. You can't oh, give them your money oh, back. And when, you've, bet. Yeah. Yeah, when you've dealt with that for a bit, you suddenly get that ability to to really kind of manage people in terms of that side of things. So I, I learned on that a lot. Um, I learned on the fact that, you know, just give me a shot. That was kind of my, my big thing. Someone was like, look, give me a shot. Give me three months. If it doesn't work out, you can get rid of me. But give me three months and let me see, let me show you what I can do. Yeah. And luckily there was um so the bloke who hired me is a guy called Ben Stevenson um, and a lady called Liz Rhodes as well. And they took a shot, they literally took a punt on me just because I think they just felt I was dead friendly and they wanted to give me a whirl. And yeah, I went in there and after brute force of knocking the door down, I'm like, come on, Ben, give me a shot, give me a shot. I, I got a shot and they just they just let me flourish essentially. They didn't try to pigeonhole me, they didn't try to say oh, well, you've not got any experience, so you're going to spend the next two years purely building out fields. We're not going to let you speak to any customers or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. they, they literally just said, right, well, you know, if you think you're going in front of customers, let's let's put you in front of customers. And that kind of panned out all right. And um, and then I remember having the conversation with, with Ben, and he was like, oh, so, you know, what, what are you thinking? Where's you going? I was like, I want CPQ. I want my CPQ cert by Christmas. So this was only in, like, June, July, by the way, as well. Thank so, you know what I mean? This is, like you know, early on. And he was like, well, why do you want that? I was like, well, everyone's told me it's the hardest cert to get by like PD2 and obviously, you know, like your CTA. Yeah, Everyone yeah, told me it's yeah. like really, really difficult. I was like, I want to test myself. I want to see if I could do it. So it's like, all right, well, you know, he's like, I don't think you could do it, but, you know, I have a shot at it. So I kept studying and I said my admin, my app builder, I then went and got sales cloud, service cloud, community cloud. Um, and then I think I got field service before I got CPQ. And yeah. ended up getting CPQ as well, and uh, yeah, and it, it was just it was it was a dream because again, this is the the thing I want to kind of impress on more people as well is that there are going to be those roles where you'll become like a solo admin or you'll be just become a Salesforce administrator, and there's nothing wrong with those roles. They are really good, solid roles, a good grounding. But if you can get yourself into a consultancy, like a startup consultancy or a small boutique consultancy, the experience that you'll gather in like 12 18 months it'll be more than what you get in years and years as an admin for a single org because you're touching so many orgs you talk to so many people yeah in so many industries and you play so many roles so you know like i was playing ba by gathering all the requirements and then i ended up doing a lot of pre-sales by being on the initial calls with the customers putting together proof of concepts then i'd be like running a little team to kind of get all the config done. I'll be doing the solution design, helping build more complex stuff. Then I'll be doing the testing, the deployment, the training. And it was, you know, in 18 months, I, I learned so much. It was incredible. I've got, you know, this strange smile on my face because I'm just thinking you must have moments where you sort of, you know, you're in the middle of a project pinching yourself <laughs> thinking this is crazy. I'm, I'm, you know, I suppose you still feel like you, you, you should be doing what you were doing before. Um, it's a great, yeah. it's a great sort of, um, story which which really has only just begun when you think about it yeah and a good um indication of i suppose what 
what the Salesforce ecosystem can do for for somebody. I mean, obviously, let's let's be honest. You've had to work for this. You, I think a lot yeah. of people may have given up. You know, you even right at the beginning when you said you know late nights, early mornings, studying, and and then all the the hundreds and hundreds of people you've approached. Um, that's probably where a lot of people will 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 maybe give up. Um, yeah. But I think in this ecosystem, there's a lot of people out there that will give you a shot if you you know you appear to uh, you know bring something to the party. Um, and and yeah. you know, I've been speaking to a lot of people in this space, and, and I think a lot of people say that maybe in many ways the easiest thing to learn is this is the Salesforce technology. It's it's, it's the business and dealing with people that can be the hardest um, hardest skill to master. So clearly, clearly you've got that. Um, I was going to ask, then, if you had any sort of um, mentors. I mean, I'm, maybe I'm guessing you've probably mentioned them both, but but, but you know, did, was there anybody uh, you know that 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 helped you along the way, or were we going to go with Ben and Liz or? or? Yeah, there, there were there were a couple of people. So there's um, there's a a CTA based in Germany called Johann Furman who spent a lot of time talking to me. He's a really nice guy, and again, he just give me a bit of advice when I when I wanted it. And I'd probably say that the biggest mentor I had from like a personal point of view was a fellow called Dean Deville, who was at Art of Cloud, and his background was like Everton and Man United. And again, he was like a an admin turned into a consultant and what he didn't know was unreal. He just knew everything. And it was just because he had a slightly different approach to me because I see everything at, at like a high level. And that's yeah. kind of how I do my designs. And then I dive into the, the detail was he was more detail orientated. So we kind of worked together by bouncing off each other, by having different views. And he just taught me absolutely loads. So, you know, he was, he was a really, really pivotal in terms of, of my learning. Definitely. Brilliant. Well, that's, that's that's good to hear. And, and like I say, there's a lot of um, the CTI. Was is that was the CTA guy in Germany someone that Salesforce assigned to you or something, or did something you just happen to know? <laughs> no, it was uh, it was my stereotypical kind of right. I need to learn. Who can I work? Who can I learn from? And then he popped up on LinkedIn of, of, of doing. I think he got his his actual CTA, and I was like, right, I'm going to reach out to him. I just dropped him a message, and just clear as day, he was dead happy to have a. A chat and he must have spent a good like 10 hours with me over a couple of months just to kind of help guide me and that's the big thing about this ecosystem as well like i do it a lot now where you know people drop me a message on linkedin and i'm happy to respond i mean i, I can't yeah. i can't go into like mega detail on people who are asking me about complex flaws and stuff because you just can't explain that stuff over over a, a chat do you know what i mean over messages and you, you haven't got the time to sit there and you know every night do do mentoring because you've got your family and everything like well, that course, yeah. um but i would definitely say you know if anyone has any questions just ask the the weird thing about this ecosystem which again if you come from a sales background hmm. sales can be a little bit cloak and dagger should we say a little bit yeah. like i'm not giving you any information because i might lose a sale and you might do better than me and then it makes me look bad <laughs> salesforce is completely the opposite you can ask anyone you can ask a cta even anything you think of a simple question through to a complex question and they'll answer you and they'll answer you genuinely. They won't be funny about it. They won't try and use it as a stick to beat you over the head with. And, you know, they don't come across egotistical as well. There's very few people I've met in the ecosystem. I thought 
not asking him that again. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I, I, I mean, despite my youthful looks, I've been doing this, <laughs> recruiting for ages, and 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 in different loads of different spaces, all all in all in technology and IT. But I've never known an ecosystem to be so so openly giving uh, without any agenda, you know, seemingly anyway. Um, so I think it's fantastic for that. And then you know, you're proof of that as well. You're paying it back already, aren't you? I mean, I don't want to skip too far ahead, but I appreciate. <laughs> what you're what you're already doing in your reasonably young Salesforce career is 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 fantastic um giving people the opportunity to to learn um I don't know so just bring it back again so what, what can you remember the first Salesforce project you did then and 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 maybe just out of curiosity did you build something you know on the, on the free developer edition to show art of cloud or was your first project a, a, an actual live project um, so I did build a few things in a dev org just to really get the hang, hang of things as well. Because, yeah. again, it's one of them where, and this is where you, we could talk about this for hours, where you have that argument about experience versus cert, certs versus experience and you know, all that. <laughs> yeah, but then, yeah. It, it, you know what I mean? You can have all the yeah. certs. And again, I, I work with some people who've had a number of certs and they've, they've not been, they've been able to hold their own, but they've not been particularly exceptional. Whereas I've worked with some people that, like Dean's a prime example, I think. I'm going to say he only had like six certs, like, as if like that's not a lot. But, you know, yeah. in comparison, he had like six, seven certs. But he was unbelievable, the stuff that he could do. He's he's better than some of the guys I've worked with who, who've had double figures in terms of certs. So, you know, certs don't, don't equal skill. But likewise, I've also worked with people who've got five years' experience who don't really know how to do stuff either because they've only worked in a really niche org on just one org for five years yeah. so they've not you know and it becomes that customized after five years that you pick that org up and you compare it to a, a brand new org there's nothing there's nothing the same in them so it's a completely different experience it's, it is a it is a question we ask quite a lot is the the certification yeah. experience debate because there are there are people that collect a hell of a lot of, of, of certifications and it becomes an addiction to them rather than like pokemon <laughs> i gotta catch them all yeah, yeah, yeah running around trying to catch uh, yeah <laughs> um but there's nothing nothing wrong with that i think you know in my experience with these podcasts it, i think that the main theme is you know a bit a bit of both really yeah. ideally um because but you know experience well certainly with your experience as a salesperson dealing with salespeople, dealing with customers that's invaluable and uh in the industries that you're that you've worked in i'm guessing now then have you had experience now in new industries they didn't just pigeonhole you as a travel the travel industry well i suppose they wouldn't because there wouldn't be much work with COVID, but, um. <laughs> no there weren't much when i joined but no. the travel industries and <laughs> um, yeah i've been really fortunate in you know some of the stuff i've touched I, so i've worked with a sports team so i work with quite a high, high profile sports team that was really good fun. You mentioned, you mentioned Everton and Man United. Are we in the same? Oh, no, it weren't them two, I'm afraid. Okay, no, no, I'm not asking <laughs> names. I just, uh, probably, I'm, a, I'm a Liverpool fan, so two of the worst teams you can mention. Um, okay, cool. But that, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, that's so, interesting. So, that must have been quite so fun if you're a sports fan, of course. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was quite interesting to see. Because, again, that's the, the beauty about Salesforce is whatever industry, whatever business, no matter how big or how small, I mean, obviously cost prohibited because Salesforce is at cheap. Salesforce yeah. can really help every single company. Like every single company can make use of Salesforce, the stuff that it can do. And again, like my background from sales, I can see how effective it can be. So I've done like sports teams. I've worked with uh, electrical distributors. I've worked with pharmaceutical companies. 
um, <laughs> an arms dealer as well, like a really? munitions mm. dealer. Um, yeah, it's, it's been it's been wild, but it's been really good because that's what. And again, this is kind of one thing when people ask me, like, how is it? You know, why do you enjoy your job? You just sat in front of a screen all day, just tapping away and clicking away, and it's like. But it isn't actually like that because I spend a lot of time speaking to clients and the the information you get and, you know, just the different viewpoints and the different experiences of different industries and how they work and, you know, stuff like that is, is brilliant because, okay, you are technically carrying out the same kind of stuff. You know, you're technically carrying out requirements gathering, you're technically designing a solution, you're technically building, but realistically, it's different every time because you're working with a completely different setup. So every company is different how they work. Yeah. yeah. And I suppose when you refer to people saying, you know, when you're sitting on the screen all day, are these sort of friends of yours from your previous, what's well, I say, previous <laughs> life or your pre-COVID life? That, that yeah. Now well, uh, you're some sort of tech wizard, which of course you are, that sounds a bit. Well, a lot of my, uh, a lot of my friends and family are tradesmen. So, you know, plumbers yeah. and engineers, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, they, 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 they graft, you know, they really do graft for the money. And, you know, I'm not saying what we do is easy, but it's a lot easier to be sat inside a nice warm room, clicking on a mouse and move and hitting a keyboard than it is to, you know, be, <laughs> be in the trenches in a lot of modern everything else, like, you know, picking up pipes. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, fair. But, you know, there's a, there's a different sort of stress to it. I mean, I'm sure you've yeah. had experience of that now in terms of having to hit, um, deadlines and what have you yeah cpq deployments like and don't no. talk to me about them they're really? always fun. <laughs> well you pass it you pass the exam then there's you can't yeah. you, know, you can't moan now again the project i suppose <laughs> can you um that, true, yeah true. And it, and it, that's quite complex then i mean based on what you said earlier on I, it, it, obviously i'm a recruiter so i've got no idea of the complexities behind it but from what i understand it's one of the it, it is they're, they're quite complex projects aren't they yeah they're very complex because you know you look at the the majority of Salesforce products like Sales Cloud, Service Cloud, it's metadata driven. So do you know what I mean? You're working with that. There's stuff behind the scenes. Whereas when you move into stuff like field service and CPQ, it flips it. So it's actually data driven instead. Yeah. So you've got to kind of flip that. And then it's just everything is so interrelated with CPQ. It's, you think, oh, I'm just going to change this one thing. I'll just change this one thing and I'll be fine. You change it. It breaks 20 other things. Yeah. Like, oh no! And then you've got to go back and fix it. Nightmare. So, is, is, is there a project at the moment in 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 your you know two years or however long it is? Sorry, I got that wrong. Um, that you're most proud of? I mean, you, maybe you're most proud. The one you're most proud of, the one you found the most challenging. That might be quite interesting to hear about. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's two projects that kind of stand out in mind. I mean, and and both of them was a uh, art of cloud actually because the, these were like the real baptism by fire ones. So there was one which was for a company. Um, down in London that did pest control. Um, and that was like sales cloud, service cloud, community cloud, field service. So it was yeah. quite, an, uh, quite an intense one. I mean, the, the guy we worked with was, was a dream to work with, really nice guy, you know, down to work, fully understanding and kind of knew what he wanted as well. And it just straight talking, because that, that's the big thing I love as a consultant is I don't want to try and deal with customers who won't give me a straight answer you know you're not going to offend me you're not going to hurt me if you tell me that you don't like how i've done the page layout or that's not working how you envision just tell me and i can fix yeah. it yeah. you know and he was just straight to the point no i don't like that dave change that no i don't like that change that that's not how we do it do that and you know that was that was really challenging because field service is very very complex to set up as well 
because there's so much auto well there's so much that should be automated that isn't automated that you then have to automate and you, you're dealing with that and then again you're trying to you know you're trying to train the client to an extent as well because again when salesforce show and do demos they show everything to the best of its ability but you know you've got to be able to gather all those requirements and then replicate that and build that as well so when you're doing sales cloud then you're doing service cloud as well and then you're building a community with a big knowledge bank on it as well and then you're doing field service so you know it's an awful lot um but that was really good fun like i say, the client was brilliant so that made that really good fun i enjoyed that and that was a really good learning curve and then the other one was my first CPQ project as well. All oh, um, right, with, with your with your certs fresh under your arm. Yeah, your with arm, your right? fresh yeah. under <laughs> fresh under my arm, and yeah, and that was brilliant. That because again, because I come from a sales background, and you know, as I kind of said earlier on, it was complex sales. It wasn't you know anything off the shelf. Never, I've never sold an off the shelf product. Well, apart from like TVs and stuff, but you know, in all my life, everything's been custom made. You know what I mean? Everything's had to be that true you know, fact finding, figuring out what's wrong, how we can fix it. Yeah. And and this one was a CPQ project. And I think when we walked in, there was like 600, 650 products. And then by the time I left, there was like 65 or something because it just the way CPQ had been set up for them hadn't made the most out of CPQ. And you could actually start condensing it all down and just making life easier now. And I remember like showing them how we'd change stuff and this and where that. And I remember the sales guys just looking like, what is this easy? And then, you know, like with Salesforce, you can have like um, confetti at the end, you know, if you win a deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it just had confetti displayed and they were chuffed with that. They were happier with seeing the confetti <laughs> than they were in the 20 minutes I was saving them to build a quote. <laughs> so Sounds it was really, boring, funny, isn't it? Yeah. really funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed those, pro- those projects. They were really good fun. And, then, and you know, like I say, totally different to what you've, you know, what your your background is in, in respect to, um, you know, what you get involved with. This is brilliant. Do you ever think of going back to the travel industry and saying, look, you guys should be, you know, using Salesforce or you know, whoever you used to work for, if they're still around, of course. Yeah, um, yeah, they're still around. Yeah, do you know? I do think the travel industry could could make I could make a massive use out of Salesforce. But the problem is, again, is and I only know this having worked in travel, is most people think travel agencies make a fortune. They think that they're making 20, 30% profit. They don't. <laughs> you know, they make less than 10% profit. You know, and then out of that 10% profit for when they sell something, you still got to keep the lights on. you still got to pay the insurances. you still got all yeah. your atoll licenses. And, you know, like people don't realize that, you know, travel isn't as profitable as what you would think it is. And these travel agencies don't make a killing. They don't make that much money at all. Um, and that'd be my only thing is it'd work for you know like your big players your big guys salesforce would be fantastic but you know trying to convince someone smaller who's only got like 10 employees for example like someone completely independent you know when you're suddenly talking about what the licenses are which you know they're not cheap but there's no point mm-hmm. really getting salesforce essentials which doesn't really come with much no. you know you've got to start looking at like professional really to start getting stuff and even there at professional your hands are going to be tied to a certain extent so when you start talking well it's going to cost you like 70 quid per user per month you're like well, hang on that's 700 quid it's like that's you know that's a, that's a big chunk that and again because they're so used to working with spreadsheets and working with manual contracts and they do have automated system as well but these systems are nowhere near as good as what salesforce can can do and um, yeah, there's that challenge. But that being said, I know there are travel 
companies who are using Salesforce and using it really effectively. So oh, there's a couple of there's a couple of ISVs out there that, that are focusing on that space. Uh, I'd be interested to see how they're getting on actually in the current climate and how yeah. bounce back. Um, I know. So when you going back a little bit to when you were knocking on some doors trying to get your foot in the door in Salesforce, did you did you get many interviews, or was it, was Art of Cloud really the only one that gave you that time? No, I, I got a few, and I was really fortunate in that I ended up with three offers on the table. Blimey. Okay. Um, so yeah, I got I got really lucky, and I, and I think. I think the key behind it, and again, this is, you know, some people think you've got to put some kind of fake persona on, do you know, about being like really professional and hello, sir, my name's David Massey, and I'd love a chance to speak to you. And yeah. you know, realistically, people people aren't bothered. They they just want to speak to you. They just want someone genuine. So, you know, it's like like Ben Stevens, like I said, he's just a top bloke. And you know, I messaged him. I was like, hey, Ben looking at work, getting into the Salesforce ecosystem. I was wondering, you know, if you had any junior positions. And he just messaged back, said, not at the moment. We're, uh, we're looking at, at moving offices, and I think it was in, like, September or something like that. Um, he said, I'll reach out closer to the time. September so then nine, I went... September nine, no, where are we now? September 2020? Yeah, yeah. Okay. 2020. yeah. So, so I was like, all right. And I was like, well, well you know, at least he's come back to me. Um, so then I went and, and got a job. Well, I say got a job. I got an offer from a company in Wigan, but they were very data heavy. They were more Informatica than they were in Salesforce. And then literally what about a week before I was due to start that, Ben just messaged me just saying, hey, Dave, are you you still looking at getting into the world of Salesforce? We might be looking at at bringing someone on. So I just messaged him back. And again, there was was no messing around. You know, I'm not not blowing smoke or anything. I was just like, you know, thanks, Ben. Um, But I've actually accepted an offer. And I I think I don't want to waste your time because you know, I've already accepted an offer. And he was like, oh, no, that's fine. Let's just have a chat anyway. And it might not be now, but it might be in the future. Yeah. Um, then I had a, had a chat with him, had a um, like a, a call with him, like a Zoom call. It was a Google Meet call with him and Liz and just got a really good feeling from him. They offered me the role about an hour after the meeting. Wow. And the rest was history. It was like, yeah, these guys are going to work. And, and I said, and that was August. I think, was that August? It might have been July. I think I started in August. So it might have been July. Um, and again, it was just, there was no no pretending to be something that I wasn't. And they weren't pretending to be something that they weren't. And that's what I love about the ecosystem is, you know, you do get people who have like a persona and stuff like that. But realistically, it isn't that way inclined. You know what I mean? People are people. And yeah, they don't yeah. pretend to be something that they're not you probably know this from speaking to candidates like you can pick up straight away if you speak to someone and they're not being genuine within 10 seconds you go oh no that's not right and you know that's what's good about this ecosystem is people are just friendly and you can just chat to people easily absolutely i mean and to be fair there's a place for everyone i mean you've got the big the big corporates that you might consider yeah. to be a little bit more uh of, of that the 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 type that you you know the persona you, you you said earlier on but uh i tend to find if you do if you do um go to a partner like art of cloud who are you know um owner managed that yeah you, you're going to get you're going to get the real thing really and, and great experience i imagine yeah working definitely. for a company like that where you probably get to get your hands dirty on in everything maybe if you'd gone to a big enterprise partner you may have been pigeonholed a bit early as as just a ba or something i don't know um yeah. whereas work i guess working for a smaller one you, you get to do all sorts of things yeah and you get to lend a hand do you know what i mean so it's like on, yeah. on some projects I, I as soon as i saw flaws i knew they were going to be incredible like just being able to see what you could do with them. and this was like two years ago before they got really powerful 
And I knew that was going to be what, what was going to happen. I yeah. just kind of had this feeling. And I learnt flaws. And then, you know, at Art of Cloud, I suddenly became the person to go to about flaws. So because I became the go-to person for flaws, I then started to be able to touch so many more projects because people thought, oh, we need this floor building. Well, go to Dave, give it Dave, he'll have a look at it and see what we can do. And, yeah, I kind of niche down into flaws, and that's one of the things I'm, I'm quite strong at. It's not a bad thing to be niching out, is it? My, no, my, no. Wife, my, my wife, my wife's our internal admin, and she's only she's just got her head around it. I mean, she's like, yeah. she, you know, it's, it's a it's a side job, you know, in terms yeah. of as, as a lot of people have become an accidental admin. Um, <laughs> but she was going on about it the other day. I mean, it means nothing to me, but clearly it's uh, <laughs> um, it's exciting to someone who's you know into that. As you, I yeah. Think you know that the, the geeks a bit like me but you know what i nearly said the g word i i pulled away from that but you, you said it, <laughs> i said it, it's all right <laughs> so what you i mean obviously i um uh, i know you give sort of too much away but you're, you're you you then moved on from art of cloud to go to third eye is that correct yeah yeah so uh, i moved on motivation there and, and if you don't know don't upset anybody obviously but was there a particular reason right. for that or just just felt like the time was right to move on yeah, I just felt like that the time was right to move on. Um, it was one of them where I knew I knew I needed to learn more, but to learn more, I couldn't do it on my own at that point. I had to work with you know like some talented people, some architects and stuff like that. And you know, I've been very fortunate in, in working with some really good people at Third Eye as well. And that was that was really the motivation behind it was was working closer with you know because again, if you if you have a look at Third Eye and you go through kind of the people there and you look at the backgrounds you've got Deloitte you've got Blue Wolf you've got 4C you know you've got you've got those kind of people and when you come from that kind of background you you generally pick up a couple of a couple of good skills and that was kind of what I thought is I saw it and I was like well I have to have to give this a whirl and and yeah and I moved on to to third eye. And have you you got yourself are you involved in interviews now for third eye or did you ever do that for art of cloud do you actually get involved in interviewing for new candidates um so i did one or two uh art of cloud um but i don't tend to get involved at third eye um it's it's kind of a different remit to what i do so you know there's, there's a couple of the the more senior members of staff and senior leadership they're the guys who do all the interviews at third eye no, so so when you're at Art of Cloud, then it was something that you know, even in the the short time you've been doing it, you were still brought in to interview, uh, you know, Salesforce people basically. So, how what was your style for that, and what, what is it that you would look for? I mean, I know we touched on experience versus yeah. certifications, but it would um, it, it it all depend on the role, to be honest. But I mean, when we were bringing in, I'm going to use the word word general, and I don't mean that in a in a negative way. But when we weren't bringing in someone who was specialised, like CPQ or all like that, and it was someone we wanted to bring as a consultant or we could train up to touch different products, then I was just looking for decent people. It's like we've all heard, you know, that saying, and you've probably seen it. I don't know if anyone's seen this on the Huel wall that they have, which is "Don't be a an idiot," basically, and yeah. and that was essentially it. You know what I mean? I was just looking for people who weren't idiots because to me you can train anyone technical skills you know with enough time and enough patience and the right training anyone can pick up the technical skills but what's really hard to train out of people is if they're rude if they're abrasive if they don't work as a team if they've got an air of arrogance to train that out of someone is is incredibly difficult whereas if you've got like a really nice guy so like we hired a guy called uh callum uh, at art of cloud yeah. he really genuine nice guy do you know what i mean do yeah. anything for you, happy to go for a pint with you, really nice bloke. And he just picked stuff up 
dead quick. But it was because he didn't have that air of superiority or anything. I mean, he knew Salesforce, but he didn't he didn't see himself as being any kind of expert. And he picked loads up, and he was just just a nice guy. And it just makes the office nicer. You know what it's like when you get a couple of dodgy people in an office; it can just throw oh, it up. And so that was the, the key behind it. Um, and then when it came to, I mean, the more technical stuff was. We had an interview for um, a CPQ guy once, and I just asked some basic questions with CPQ, and you know, it couldn't explain certain things like twin fields or you know how you put together bundles or stuff like that. Then I knew they're your bread and butter. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. almost asking someone out, how would you create a field, or what's the difference between you know profile and permission set and stuff like that. If they couldn't answer that, then I kind of thought. Well, even if they are a nice guy, if the CPQ, considering there's only one of me who was the only person who did CPQ, then I don't really have the time to to train someone up in CPQ because it isn't an easy thing to learn. Even if you had the cert, you know, and this is what I was saying, and you know, certs don't mean skills like experience doesn't mean skills either. It's finding a blend between the two. Yeah, no, that, that that's um, good advice, I think. Um, and going back to your, you know, the kind of people you were looking for, maybe, and you still do, I suppose. We, we, one of the best things I learned, funny enough, from a Salesforce partner was that they they only ever recruit for humble, hungry, and smart people. And it was yeah. a very those three hate those three those three words had specific criteria around them. And and so and, and like you say, I suppose in the Salesforce world. And, and as I said before, one of the easiest things to, to train is the tech side of it. As long as someone's humble, hungry and smart, then everything else kind of can be taught. Um, yeah. And that, that stuck with me. And I think we, we, we go by that now. And it, it really does help when, you're, when you if everyone's on the same page and everyone's interviewing to that sort of criteria, then it's very easy to go. Actually, yeah, this one, this one ticks two of the three. But if you don't tick all three, then you're not going to work. You're not going to fit in. And, it, and even now that we're. I don't know whether you guys are. Are you guys all fully remote now? Have you gone back to sort of slightly in the office, slightly not? Or, or... Yeah, so it's a bit of a hybrid. So it depends, really. So, I mean, um, Third Eye are obviously based in London, so they've got an office in London. And there's a lot of people from London who go into the office, like, daily or, you know, a couple of times a week. Mm. Um, I'm up north in Preston. There's a couple of guys from Liverpool as well. And, you know, we'll go down once a month or maybe more, depending on if we're needed in the office. But... It is very much hybrid now, and I think that's the way it's going to remain because I can't, I can't see the point of of someone being in the office full time now. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we're talking, you know, we're doing this interview on a Google Meet. Like all this week, I've been on Google Meets. We we had the requirements gathering for quite a large project. Everything done through Google Meet as well. It's yeah. just the way the world's going now. And again, it's you know, it's, it's one of the positive. I know there's a lot of there's a lot, not a lot of bad things, of course, that happen because of COVID. But one of the absolute positives is is that. Um, yeah. And you think about the customers for for you know the Salesforce Salesforce customers, the amount of money they probably used to spend on, you know, the expenses side of it, because not yeah. you know they've had to put you up in that premium premium and over the road and what have you, just to have you in their office every day when really it could be done remotely. Um, and I think the talent pool is a big thing as well, like because yeah, there's so many people up north. And again, you know, anyone who's south of Birmingham thinks, you know, anywhere north of Birmingham's the north. And you know, generally, it's you know, people don't don't associate the the skill set up here that you have got. And some of the some incredibly talented people in the north, and now they're being given chance to work for London companies. Like, I know it's yeah, probably. It's yeah, you know, I know it's probably been a given for, you know, in the tech industry. And, you know, like I say, I'm new to the tech industry. So this might have been prevalent for like five or 10 years. I'm not 100% sure. 
But I just know like the opportunities now because you don't have to be in the the office uh, are massive now. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm in Preston. Previous to, to COVID, when I used to look for for jobs, I'd look well Manchester would be the furthest I'd go. Then I'd yeah. maybe look up to Lancaster and at a push, you know, down to well Liverpool. Really, you know, that was like my golden triangle where I could look. Whereas now I can look anywhere. Do you know what I mean? And, and people can look anywhere. Salesforce consultants can, you know, I think for, so for third eye, we've got a, a really talented um, solution architect called Priscilla and she lives in Edinburgh. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's brilliant, isn't it? It's brilliant for the, from the, the individual's point of view in that, like you say, if, you know, you can look anywhere now, I mean, literally anywhere. Um, yeah. And, and it, it's, it's made, it's broadened all of our horizons, isn't it? And my point of view, I own a company and I was very much, uh, a, uh, you're you're in the office, and if I can't see yeah. you sitting at that desk, I don't think you're working. <laughs> yeah. that, that old school, and you know, kind of in a way, grew up in a similar background to you. All, all sales, and you've got to be on the phone, or, or you know, and I, I need to see you. Whereas obviously, COVID has changed that, and um, you know, we've moved to the Lake District. We shut our office down, and and it's open for, from the business point of view. We rather than now looking for people in a catchment area of that office that we had, we can now look everywhere. You know, and it's and now the best, best candidate, right? not the nearest. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, but we would, I don't think we would ever have changed. Um, and, I know, and if that's if that's true of us, it's probably true of an awful lot of companies as well. Yeah, 100%. Um, but I think you're, you're right. Te- technology companies were a little bit ahead. Salesforce companies, there are there are a few Salesforce companies that were fully remote even before COVID. So fair play to them. But there were still some that, that insisted, if you're not on a project, just I want you in the office, which is a bit crazy when you think about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is. And like I, say, I think work-life balance is, you see, that's the big thing that shocked me moving into this ecosystem is, is work-life balance is important for whatever company you work for, generally, and I might just be lucky, but the ones I've worked for, work-life balance is key. Do you know what I mean? It's like, in, so in the mornings, because if you cast your mind back to when I was in the travel industry, I was leaving yeah. the house at seven o'clock in the morning, wouldn't get back to like, seven half seven at night depending on traffic so i'm fully gone out of the office so you can imagine how little i saw my kids how yeah. little i really saw my wife and you know by the time it came to thursday or friday i was goosed you know I, mean? I was yeah. absolutely goosed doing that and it's like now I, I get to drop my kids off at school in the morning i get to go to my little lad's football games at night and take him training and you know i get to sit and, and this sounds really bizarre and people will laugh at this but I actually get to sit and have a family meal at night, you know, whether it's me, my wife, my kids. Yeah, That's yeah. Like, I haven't had that for a decade. Do you know what I mean? Like people take that for granted. Whereas, you know, as you know, if you worked in sales and particularly retail, you know, you used to work in evenings, used to work in weekends, like in the travel industry. And this is a prime example of it. In the travel industry, your peak season is January and February. So that's where you make a lot of your money. So what would happen is I did this every year is I'd take you know, like the week before Christmas off, then I'd have Boxing Day off. Then that was it. I was working. I'd work then all the way through to New Year's Eve, work New Year's Eve to like lunchtime, finish, have New Year's Day off. Then I would back in um, 2nd of January, pretty much all the way through to the end of February, you know, middle of March, having one day a week off and being in the office 12 hours a day. And it used to absolutely cripple me. You know, it come to yeah. April and I was, <laughs> you know, and I needed a, I needed a, a strong drink and a really good right. lie down. Um, <laughs> but now it's not like this. Everything's balanced and I'm happier. My family's happier. And, you know, that's the big thing. You know, when people are wondering about, oh, is it worth going into Salesforce? Because, you know, let's be honest, it's tough to get in. The ecosystem isn't easy to get in. It's, it's not something you can just kind of walk into unless 
you know, you're lucky and you become an accidental admin. But the admin side, yeah. is, and again, and I'm sure you've probably heard this of loads of Salesforce guys, is the admin set's one of the, the toughest. You know, out of the eight, I actually guys don't want to tell me that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's apparently, yeah, one of the hardest ones to get, which is, um, yeah. which is well, that's a, a bit surprising, man. Yeah, there's only CPQ that I would rank as higher than the admin. That's the only one out of the ones I've done, I'd rank higher than the admin. Um, and you've got, you've got eight, so you've got science, yeah. aren't you? Right, yeah, okay. I've got. I like to call them the, the the core ones: sales cloud, service cloud, community cloud. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, you know, it, it it's it is tough to get in, and there will be times where people just feel like giving up because you know you do. And again, and I, and I use this phrase all the time, and everyone laughs at me when I say this, but it is like a jigsaw. Salesforce is like a massive jigsaw, and when you're learning it. You're learning individual pieces, and it's like when mm. you're building a jigsaw, you might put two or three pieces together, and then you've got to set it aside. You're like, well, I don't know where that fits. And then you go do a few more pieces, and that doesn't fit with the first bit, and you know, and you carry on and you carry on, and, and that's how getting your admin is. And then suddenly, as you get to the end, and you start going back through your notes, and you start building some stuff in DevOps and really getting hands on, you're like, Ah, now it makes sense. Now I can see the big the picture. picture. Yeah, but and it, you, from it, what you said earlier, you're a big picture guy, so it must be quite, yeah. you know, quite <laughs> yeah. challenging. Yeah, and, and that's the thing I would say to people, you know, is, and I always kind of champion the phrases, learn the concepts and then learn the details. Get the concepts down first and then learn the details because you need to understand, like, the big picture. That's what's been really helpful for me is I'm able to look at the big picture and see the parts and look at how they work with each other before I start getting into the nitty gritty of it. And that's the big tip I would give for anyone learning. Fantastic. And, and um, just going back to what you, what you said earlier on as well, in this, self, in this, in this ecosystem at the moment, I'm saying them at the moment, as long as I've been in it, which is quite a long time. Um, if you feel like you're, you know, you're, 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 you're burning out or, you know, the work-life balance is slightly out of whack. It's, there's so many opportunities out there for, for oh, people. Right. You probably find yourself, I'm, I'm, I can only imagine what your LinkedIn <laughs> inbox looks like. Um, yeah, it gets I, busy. There's a lot of people like me out there that because constantly, constantly, and it's probably, you know, you can probably get your head turned quite easily. Um, I don't know whether you have any advice for people in that situation. I appreciate you've not been in the ecosystem that long, but, I, I, you, it can probably be a situation where you can get your head turned so quickly that you're not giving your current employer the the, you know, the, the, the chance to sort of really bed yourself in, um, if that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, I think that kind of applies for a lot of roles as well, not just the Salesforce ecosystem is, you know, interviews. I always used to look at interviews as me auditioning for someone else. That because that's basically what it is in sales, isn't it? You know, you could pick up a salesperson for any day of the week, and yeah. you know, and you've got to really say, look, you need to hire me over the twenty-seven other people who are applying because of X, Y, and Z. With Salesforce, mm. it's a little bit different. I mean, you still have to prove your point. And look, I am good. I can do what I can do. You know, stuff like that. But you're not. You're not kind of held over a barrel in that sense. In terms of you know, if that company doesn't work for you, then it doesn't work for that. Before I picked Third Eye, again, I had like five offers before I picked Third Eye, and I went with them just because they they aligned with me. So so we've got a CTA a CTA called Jeff, who's like one of the earliest CTAs, and he started me basically by saying, look, Dave, all I want to do is I just want to build cool stuff with cool people. <laughs> That's what I want to yeah. do. And it was like, well, do you know what I mean? It, it just matched what, what I had in mind as well. So... You know, and even when you're in a company, yeah, it is true. Give them the chance. But again, 
you'll often, and this is from speaking to other people as well, is, you know, companies will say, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll make that change in, you know, we'll make that change shortly. We'll bring in X, Y, Z, or we'll put you on this course, or we'll do this, or we'll do that. And they'll go, right, just, just give us a bit of time. So one month goes by, nothing happens. Second month yeah. goes by, nothing happens. You then speak to them in the third month, like, oh, we've, we've been busy at the moment. We've other things on, but we'll get round to it. So then the third month goes, then the fourth month, then the fifth month, and then lo and behold, the sixth month, still nothing's been done. Now, in the ecosystem, six months is a long time. There's an awful lot you can learn in six months, and there's an awful you, lot you, you are can you are proof of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you know, g- give your employer benefit of a doubt. Do you know what I mean? If you are unhappy, speak to them. You know, if if you feel like it's falling on deaf ears or they're not quite understanding what you're saying, maybe look at how you're presenting it and make sure that you actually present it in a way that they can understand. But then if still nothing changes and you don't feel like you're fit, then perhaps it's time to have a look around. But just be cautious because, again, almost like in a sales perspective now is particularly, you know, consultancies, they're crying out for people. Like, you know, you go onto LinkedIn and you just put in Salesforce consultant in the UK. I dread to think how many... <laughs> How many you know hits you'll get based on that? So um, you know, when yeah. you interview people, try and you know when you're interviewing the company, just try and make sure that the what they're saying is true. Make sure there's some congruence between what they say and people. And what I've done with all of the companies is reached out to people who were there and just asked them what's it like, you know, or found people who've left. You know, LinkedIn, like I say, LinkedIn is is amazing. Just find people and go. All oh, right, I can see you used to work for xyz what what was it like would yeah. you recommend working there i mean people will be honest with you That's they'll good, go good oh no don't go there it's shocking or yeah yeah it was really good it was just time for me to move on i don't mean to i don't mean to slag off the industry that i'm part of but that you you can sometimes you know you, you you're talking to an if you're going through an agent more often than not the agent can be telling you just what they they think you want to hear to get you yeah, over the line so, so to speak <laughs> you know i mean again a bit like your sales background you know what i'm talking about in terms of trying to get deals um and i think what you said as well about speaking to your current employer and 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 maybe it's falling on deaf ears and trying a different approach and if, if they're still saying it's coming it's coming it's coming but it's six months that leads quite interestingly into into a topic that is quite hot at the moment it's, it's always been reasonably hot in south source it's very hot at the moment is um counter offers so in that yeah. scenario where you've asked someone you know your boss or whatever you know can i have this and you're you're being told to wait and wait and wait you then go out to the ecosystem and like you've just described in your short experience you've you've already turned down by the sounds of about eight offers to get the two you've got um so you know that out there are other companies that will just give it to you like that um what happens then when you get that counter offer because i tell you what it is rife out there all of a sudden that that what was taking six months is just on a plate for you and it's frustrating for you know, yeah. in my industry, that that those companies don't just give it to people in the first place, and and you know we don't all have to then do this dance where uh, yeah. have to go out and get other offers to to get the the counter offer in the first place. So did you get? I don't talk specifically about our cloud, but did you get counter offered there? I mean, have you ever been in that sort of situation before with the other offers you turned down? Perhaps, perhaps they try to increase the offer. Yeah, and I and I think this this is where I, what I'm probably well what I'm going to say is probably going to be music to your ears, but I don't believe in taking the counter offer personally myself because to me, if it's got to that point where you've asked them and you've raised the issue time and time again, and it's literally taken to the point where you've had enough, you're stressed, you 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 really dislike what you do because 
nobody looks for a new job unless they're really unhappy, do they? Do you know what I mean? Realistically. Mm. I mean, okay, you might get you know tapped by a recruiter saying, oh, here's an opportunity that you want to look at it. But to actually go yeah. through the interview process, and again, you know, the interview process for the most consultants isn't quick. It isn't like a half-hour phone call, here's the job. Joe, you'll have your first interview, which will be by the first screen in which someone just wants to make sure that you're not going to cause in and set the building on fire. Then you'll have <laughs> a second one, which will usually be with a couple of people, and there might be some people you'll be working with, and that'll become more technical. They'll ask you a couple of technical questions. That'll generally be around about an hour. And then I've found in my experience, most of the other ones will then be some form of presentation. Like for a decent role, there'll be some form of presentation. I mean, yeah. and you know, you've got to prepare for it as well. So you've got to spend time preparing for the presentation and and then well, actually demonstrating it or at least having some real technical conversation. Like doing that isn't easy. It's not something you just think, oh, do you know what? I'll just get a new job. You know, and, you know you've got to think about yeah. it. So if you've gone through all that effort, there's a reason you've gone through all that effort. And if your company turns around and goes, oh, look, you know, we, we want you to stay. We're going to double your wage. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. You can have all the food you want in your life. You think, oh, if I was that important to you, why didn't you offer me this when I said I was happy? You've literally waited to the point where I'm at breaking point to do it. And for me, that just breaks all trust. Joe, I'll give 100% yeah. to, to whoever I'm working for. But if I don't feel I'm getting it back from them, then that trust has gone for me. Like I'm very much a, an all or nothing kind of guy. I'll work the late nights. I'll do the deployments at 10 o'clock at night. I'll do it to get the projects over the line. But in return, I expect to be given that respect back as well. Joe, if I say I'm not happy because of X, Y, Z, or I need an extra bit of support with this, or, you know, I've noticed this isn't quite right. We could do to bring some more people in to help with this. Like I expect that to, even if they don't, carry it out straight away i expect it to at least be that conversation behind it and that's a lot of the time people leave companies is people okay yeah, people do leave companies for the money but more than often people leave companies because they've lost faith in in the boardroom they've lost faith for the manager you know it's like yeah. the old football isn't it you know when a football manager loses the dressing room it's game over and it's the same you know if you've gone to the point of looking for a new role it doesn't matter what your current company is going to offer you because, you know, even if they offered you a 20 grand bonus to stay, realistically, the only reason they're offering that is because it's going to be cheaper than the amount of time and effort that they're then going to have to try and find someone in and interview them and then do the screening and you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, well, it's nothing you just described. Yeah, they've got to do that. Yeah. And but, yeah, exactly. And it's, yeah. um, and you're right when you said it was music to my ears because it, because it kind of is, but, uh, but, and, but I think it's, Someone, it sounds like someone like yourself, you, when you get to the point uh, I'm I'm leaving, you've probably done all the things that you, you should do to get to that point. Uh, and maybe the tip, the, the, one of the best things, the best advice here could be then that if someone is listening to this and they're in that position of thinking, I might just, you know, I think I might look around. If they haven't actually gone and asked their boss for whatever it is that, that is making them unhappy, you know, to fix that problem, then they are probably a, a, a counter off a risk. And, and to be fair, that, 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 you know, if, if that's fixable, then try and fix it before you, um, before you run off to the, to the wider yeah. world and, and do those, all those, you know, those four or five interviews at four or five different places. So I think yeah, you're I right. Actually. If, you, if you do what you what you said, because you sound like the sort of guy, obviously with your background, you're very probably proactive anyway. Um, there'll be a lot of people in Salesforce that probably aren't, and maybe they're a bit quiet and they 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 might go unnoticed. Um, and they just the only way to get noticed is to hand the notice in, you know. Um, yeah, it's a but, shame um, when it's like that, though, isn't it? It's like for me, because I, I always think, and again, this is just like my view on it is 
just because someone's an employer and someone's an employee, it doesn't mean like it's a, you know, like a, a master, like a parent child relationship, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's not oh, that God. way. It's yeah, a yeah, really. street. And yeah, you know, again, I, I've been quite fortunate as in like with Ben and Liz, I got on so well with them that, you know, if I had any concerns, I could just say, Oh, do you want to grab a coffee? I just want to speak to you about this. And that was, it, it was an open door policy. And I think, that that's the key for for me for any successful consultancy that I've seen or I've spoken to people who work at them. That's the number one thing. Is just oh yeah, you know, if I have an issue, I can just speak to them. You know, there's none, no kind of repercussions for raising an issue or challenging a design or anything like that. It's very much yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. No, that's, that's that makes perfect sense, and uh, um, I'm actually already aware that we've been on for an hour, and I, I haven't well, even got onto yet what you're doing. Um, obviously, <laughs> so, so at what point did you decide to, you know, effectively give back then and and, and set up DaveJMassey.com, which is a website that you designed to help you know, yeah. other people learn Salesforce? So, what? Where, when did you think? I'm doing that? Were you at Art of Cloud then? Were you were you at Third Eye or what? Yeah. It it was something I kind of, it was something I kind of had in mind from probably about six months in, um, because again I I was very naive when I went into the ecosystem. So when I was studying for the admin set, I because again I didn't really know anything about it. I thought, oh, this is the base level cert here. You know, if I can't yeah. get this, then do you know what I mean this is easy. <laughs> and it was only right, after now I you know, it, yeah, I didn't really realize going, well, yeah, that was the hardest one I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and I just kind of. I don't know. I just looked at how Salesforce has changed my life. Like, you know, I talked about earlier on about my work life balance, but again, I feel like there's a, a big thing about, you know, not having the stereotypical background, which I think is key because people just think, Oh, I don't have a, a computer science degree. Oh, I've never done any programming. I don't know HTML or I've never done this. or I've never done that. So I can't touch yeah. it. And yeah, I just no, want to drive. Out there. Yeah. Unless it's sales. Yeah. No, don't. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. And I just want to drive drive through to people that, you know what, you don't have to be. I mean, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed uh, by no stretch of the imagination, but I can learn it and other people can learn it. It's just a lot of it is just about perseverance and is going through when it gets tough. So the idea of me giving back was to make it easier for people to learn. So even though I've witted on a bit tonight, you've you've probably gathered I'm very much a straight to the point kind of guy. You know, I'm, I'm not one for filler and fluff and talking around the topic i'll just get straight to the point of it and well i'm and, and really passionate about it and that kind yeah. of that comes across you know <laughs> in bundles um yeah. so where and i know i've said the website a couple of times but is there, is there anywhere else people can find you is is, is dave j massey yeah, well, the, the main place to to go and well, have a look well the website i'm i'm just redeveloping the website at the moment because again that was almost to begin with it was a little bit of a an experiment just to see if people were interested and then people got interested and I had a lot of messages and LinkedIn's where I spend most of my time to be honest with you that's you know if people want to get in touch with me just find me on LinkedIn that, that's the easiest place to find me um and, and you know, they did messy on there yeah, so I mean obviously I am, yeah. this will yeah, go out well at you in it so cool okay yeah um, david massey i think my uh handle or whatever you call it is just sf dave mass <laughs> so it's quite easy to remember sure. yeah, yeah yeah um but but yeah reach out to me on that i mean I, i'm not sure if you've seen but i've done a couple of courses over the last couple of months as well which you know they're on udemy um so again if you go to my linkedin profile you drop me a message i can send you the link which gives like a discount to it but you know the, the reason behind them again as well was I just, when I learn stuff, I need it clear and straight to the point. I, I can't, 
I lose interest. If someone spends an hour to tell me something that they could have told me in five minutes, I'm gone. My head's away with the fairies. Yeah, I'm I mean, daydreaming yeah. about me. Tea yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, so that was kind of, kind of what I did with mine. And again, I, I used the tagline, like clear, concise and straight to the point, because that's exactly what it is. It's no filter. It's no fluff. It's like, this is the feature. This is what it does. This is how you set it up. And then these are the limitations. That's all you need to know. Do you know what I mean? You know, that's all you need to know. You don't need to go into a big spiel about anything like that. People just want to know what it is, how it works, and what it shouldn't be used for. And that's just yeah. kind of how I, how I teach it. And it's not that really well. I mean, I'm, I'm constantly adding stuff to it. So because, again, when I did the admin course, it was the first thing I did. I used literally just the MacBook microphone and the camera. So the, the quality isn't the best. So I've invested oh. in some better equipment now, so now they sound better. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be reshooting yeah. those videos. No, that's good. But I think, I think but as long as the, if your content's engaging, and I think you said this earlier on, you know, if you're passionate about what you're doing, it comes across. And, and you know, so it's like this podcast. We've had a couple of little dishes here and there, but um, people will be able to hear it in your voice, what you're passionate about, what you're doing. You're willing to help people out. You know, you're paying it forward in a, in a way that... Um, I forgot what you say. His name was Johan in in Germany. Yeah, Johan Berman. The way he did yeah. for you, you know. So, um, so that's that's fantastic. I'd you know advise anyone listening to this to to check out DaveJMassey.com when the website's back up or whatever. Whenever you're ready to have a look, yeah, yeah. or certainly oh, yeah. on, on it's LinkedIn. It's just uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the background where I'm just writing a load of new content. And I'm just going to get it up there. When I launched that, the idea was just to help people really understand that it can be done and, and the process behind it. Cause again, I have a very structured way to learning and it works for me. It really, really works for me. And a lot of people are quite taken back by some of the really simple things that work. So for example, I study in short bursts. I, I can't study okay. for an hour or two hours. Just doesn't work for me. My brain switches off. So yeah. 20 minutes, 25 minutes, set my topic, what I'm going to learn or what I'm going to start, go for it. My timer goes off pink. I go get myself a brew. I go for a walk for five minutes, come back, back at it. And I'll do that four or five times. So I get, you know, like a time blocking to do it that way. But I'm constantly fresh, which makes a big difference. And, you know, it's like when I take kids to football or take, it to, take my daughter to ballet and I'm waiting outside to pick her up. If I go early and I've got 10 minutes, I'll just do a bit of studying then. You know, <laughs> it, it's, it's little things like that. You know, like, again, sometimes people think it's tougher than it is and i'm not saying it's easy salesforce isn't easy but it is doable and it's achievable to the vast majority of people it's just a yeah. case of figure out what works for you figure out your learning style like for me i'm very much like writing so while i'm a big picture thinker i need to be able to like read a block of text highlight what's the key bit of it then i take that information write my own notes and then once i've got my own notes then i'll turn it into a diagram so i could see it that way and that works really well for me. Whereas I know some people who, who swear by like Udemy and swear by YouTube because if they can follow along and they can see it, then that's better for them. So yeah, it's fine. And half the battle is figuring out what yours is. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's true. I never get a, didn't get a degree because a lot of it was the thought of sitting there and listening to some stuffy old fella just talking for an hour and a half. I, I would never have, yeah. never have paid attention. Um, so what's the, and I'm well aware we've, we've gone over, I say it's in every podcast, I don't know why, I do, we're always over an hour, but um, yeah. what, 
what does the future hold then for you? And obviously, I'm not I'm not after you saying you're leaving yeah. or anything like that. I mean, what, where did you see this going? This uh, this whole Salesforce career, or do you you know if you don't have a plan, then yeah, even more exciting what? sometimes. I, I I genuinely don't really have a a plan at the moment. It's it's still all a bit of a whirlwind for me. Do you know what I mean? Like two <laughs> yeah, years ago, you're talking this time two years ago, I think I was only just learning what a lookup relationship was or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's crazy in two years. I don't know where I'll be in another two years, but for me, my big thing is I just want to open up the ecosystem to other people. There's so many people out there, you know, who are like me, who don't think they have the ability to it. They don't fit any kind of stereotypical, oh, I can become an IT consultant. And, you know, often they'll probably get looked down upon because if people don't really, and again, this is, see, where you're quite different and a couple of other recruiters I've spoke to is you actually know what you're talking about. Whereas, as you probably know, for some of the bigger recruiters, they'll just, it's like a it's like a revolving door, isn't it? A recruiter comes in, young person who's not really got much experience, was probably like a lifeguard or something beforehand, comes in and suddenly expected yeah. to, to know everything. And they're not going to know, but they're probably not going to get the time to realize that transferable skills are the key things you can learn technical skills but it's the transferable skills and that's just what i want to highlight to people is that even if you don't think you've got the skills to do it i bet you i bet you do no matter what you've done i bet there are yeah. some transferable skills like people are oh, well you know i've worked in a, a customer service you know center for for 10 years answering the phone good you, you know how to speak to customers you know how to deal with irate customers you know how to yeah. handle people that's brilliant oh well i've, I've worked in sales on you know, sales line for 10 years. Good. You know how to sell. You know how the sales process works. You know, like whatever it is you've done, you, you can move it across. You know, I, I've been a, a teacher for 10 years. Brilliant. You'll be absolutely fantastic as a trainer, won't you? You know, there's so well, many. Yeah, and the, and the, dot, the dot org world would probably snap you up. I mean, exactly. Yeah, you're right. Every the beauty of Salesforce is it's not even though it was set up to be for, for the sales side of things, it's it's grown into mm, this, this, massively. I think someone mentioned the other day, unless this moldable ball of clay for just about any industry, <laughs> every industry, anything <laughs> yeah. you can think of. So if you've got experience, I mean, I suppose a lot of people maybe have just come out of the hospitality industry, yeah. thinking, well, what do I do with myself now? But they might know that industry inside and out. You know, from from yeah. every corner of that business, they know what the pain points are. Yeah, and go and learn Salesforce, and then go and build an org for that industry, and you'll probably you've probably got an app ready yeah. to go. Um, exactly. And you can go as far as like, oh, I've been working in manufacturing, I've been a, a welder, or I've been on, you know, a line engineer or a line worker for ten years. Well, you've got manufacturing knowledge and skills. Do you know how rare that is? <laughs> Do you know how difficult it is to find people who understand that process? That's yeah, an I incredible think, skill to have. I do think that's the way. It looks like Salesforce is going to go and hire hire people from industry and train them on Salesforce rather than you know fresh out of uni, don't really have any yeah. life experiences, and give them a, give them a few certs and and they rock up and and uh, you know tell people what to do with their systems. I think that's hopefully the way it's going as we're trying to drag those people in from those industries and and point them at your website. Yeah, ideally. Oh, oh, yeah. that'd be good, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. Well, look. I'm, massively appreciate your time um and uh obviously first time we've spoken so i'm looking is, forward yeah. to stalking you on linkedin and just seeing what happens <laughs> yeah definitely feel free <laughs> cheers but unless you have any other any other, anything else you want to say mate i'm i want to you know just thank you for your time and uh, uh and obviously we, we'll all watch you with with interest but thanks very much for joining us yeah, no, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Lee. It's, uh, it's been good to, to speak. And yeah, I might have gone off on a couple of tangents, but I hope it's been useful for people. <laughs>
I absolutely I've, I've written loads of notes I'm very similar to you I have to write stuff down so I've got loads of stuff here so I, I yeah I think it's been brilliant thanks very much for your time and um, we'll, we'll all watch you with interest perfect thanks for having me and have a good one cheers mate